Okay, and so, uh, as long as we have faith that we are children of God, we are happy, amen? Truly, uh, being children of God is pure happiness. There's nothing more happiness, there's nothing more joyful than this. The world cannot take this from us. No matter what it may give us, what it may take away from us, cannot take this happiness away. So, as long as we have this faith, as long as we have this faith, people will know that we are Christians, right? Because how? When they see your face and oh, he is happy, no matter the circumstances, that is a true Christian. And so, if you see that there is no happiness in your life, then you need to realize that there's something wrong with your Christianity. There's something wrong with your faith. So really, this morning, like, uh, as I woke up, I was just surrounded by the presence of God and was filled with such happiness. This happiness was just flooding over me. I think maybe God was trying to comfort me because I'm without my wife right now. But this morning, the moment I opened my eyes, happiness just flooded over me. I don't know why, I don't know why, but these days it's going on. Why do you think this is happening? Uh, interpret for me. Like, just, just automatically praise starts flowing from my lips because I'm just so filled with happiness. I, I don't know how to explain it. Those of you who have tasted this will know what I'm talking about. And so, children of God, we are filled with happiness, amen? No one can take this happiness from us. No one can give us this happiness. Only He alone can give us this happiness, amen? And so, whether it's you or me, as long as we don't have this binding, as long as we are not bound, as long as no other uh, strengths influence me, nothing can take this happiness from us. We are supposed to be happy, but because of these strengths of the world, these things, these bindings take our happiness from us. And really, this happiness isn't dependent on something. It's not dependent on good works happening in us. It's not dependent on me having things. No, it's just, we are just happy in God. We are happy in God. And so, you can't help but just confess, I am happy. So if it was the world, at my age, honestly, there's not much to be happy about, right? They got to retire, and their children are already all, 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 all already grown up. And so they're just, they're just uh, get lost in pleasure, right? If they have lots of money, they go golfing. If they don't have lots of money, then, then they play croquet, which croquet is actually cost a lot of money in other countries, but I guess in Korea it's cheap. <laughs> And so they get lost in these kinds of hobbies, right? Because they have nothing they have nothing to live for. But we need to be happy, and in order to be happy, we need to be without bindings, amen. And so as we talk about Joseph, let's reflect on our own lives. That Am I going in that best scenarios that God has laid out for me? And if not, then why? Why not? That's what we want to see. That's what you need to be able to see today. Amen? 
So we're going to be doing Genesis 37, uh, 39, 40, 41, and 43, 45, and 50. These are all about Joseph. So we're not going to see like every single verse, but we are going to look at, we are going to look at uh, parts. Okay, Yom Jipsan, thank you for coming. It's good that you're here. The man needs to be blessed. It's not that I'm. It's not that I'm looking down. It's not that I'm looking down on Yeji, your wife. I'm just saying that her happiness is dependent on your blessing. Yeji is probably getting really angry right now. And when she surfaces, she's a scary woman. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> But anyways, let's continue. Thank you very much. And so let's first begin by chapter 37. And so first we want to talk about hurts and wounds. And we're going to be talking about these hurts and wounds. And these hurts and wounds is probably the most dangerous um, flaw that we can have in going down God's path. Because if you have these hurts and wounds and you do not deal with it, uh, God cannot actually uh, shape you, cannot touch you. And so, fundamentally, what are these hurts? These hurts don't come from people who, who, who don't matter to you, right? For the most part, these inner wounds come from the people who are closest to you, your parents, right? And for the most part, your parents. And so a lot of times we have these hurts towards our parents, towards our brothers, towards members of our community, maybe even to your pastor, right? Deacon Park, right? Let's be honest. You have to be honest. You have lots of hurts towards me, don't you? Really? Not at all? Are you sure? I think you do. Okay, maybe it's not me, but maybe it's a different pastor. It's a different pastor. Well, I think it's me, actually. Okay, there are some people in our church who have been hurt by me, right? Sumin, you have lots of hurts towards me, right? I, I think you do, right? Oh, what can I do about this? Right? Then you got to leave this church, right? If you have hurts towards me, why are you here? After this conference, are you going to leave? Are you going to go to a different church? Why are you defending her? I'm talking to her, not you. Okay, I think you have lots of hurts towards me. Right, that, that all of the faults in your life is because of the pa your pastor, right? It's because of your pastor. Right, her, her brother took her to Jeju, Jeju Island and spent all his money on hers to help heal her, but I don't think she got healed at all. Next time, don't go to Jeju, but go to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you gotta go somewhere desperate so that you'll desperately hold on to God. But anyways, let's talk about these hurts and wounds. And so, chapter thirty-seven, verse one. Verse two. 
Okay. Uh, Joseph brought a bad report of them to their father. And so from a worldly perspective, right? Uh, and no one likes a tattletale, right? But this isn't tattletaling. Because what is a tattletale is someone who doesn't know who they are, but trying to reveal other people's weakness, right? That's what a tattletale is. But what is this going on right now? Because these brothers are being wicked, right? They are wicked before his father. He is giving that report to his father. And so Joseph is doing this not, not to point out their faults, but rather to, to restore the family. Because who is Joseph. Joseph is about complete obedience and, then, and his brothers are being lazy. And so for the community of his family, he tells, he gives this report to his father. But fundamentally thinking, Joseph, the reason why he was able to tell his father, give this report to his father, is because he doesn't have a problem with his relationship with his father. So what does this mean? This means that he doesn't have any hurts towards his father. And so look here. Okay. Uh, I know all of you, right? And so there are some amongst you who are not able to submit to leadership very well. Whoever that leader may be, you're not able to submit to leadership, no matter who that leader may be. And the reason is, is ultimately, this kind of person suffers many losses. Look at Joseph here. Joseph, because of his relationship with his father, he is loved by his father, he loves his father, and he is obedient to his father. We see Joseph's story, right? And wherever he goes, no matter who is leader over him, that leader acknowledges his worth, right? Now, of course, that is blessing that flows through his relationship with God. And you may say, oh, as long as my relationship with God is okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. But ultimately, if your relationship with God is right, your relationship with your other leaders in your life will also be right. And so do not be mistaken. Do not be deluded into thinking that uh, one applies to you, but the other is an exception. No, that is not the case. So wherever Joseph goes, whether he's under Potiphar or in the jail or even under Pharaoh, right? And where is the root of this is that he had a proper relationship within the leadership of his father. And so brothers, when you have when you have hurts towards your father, this is a critical damage to you. And so do you think that if you are if you do not have my acknowledgement that your life will be okay? No, right? And, and because if your life is good without my acknowledgement, then, then do you think that God established me as your leader, as your spiritual father for no reason? No, that's nonsense, right? And so for the past 25 years in Yerban Church, all the people who have left this church are people who did not acknowledge my leadership and left. That's ultimately what it's about. And so if your relationship with God is right, then naturally you would enter under my leadership and you would be acknowledged by me. For example, let's say in your office, you're always fighting with your boss. Right? Then how long do you think you'll be able to survive in that company? Okay, when you are in a company, you have to be acknowledged by your leader, right? And the reason why you are not acknowledged isn't just 
happenstance, but rather it's because of these hurts towards your father that you have. And so tonight, honestly, really, this is something that you guys should have already dealt with. The moment you met with God, right? This was actually the thing that God loosened at the height of my of my meeting with him. But once I was loosened of all of these things, I can easily follow after the will of God. And following after the will of God, no matter what leadership there is, I was being I was acknowledged by that leader. If it was in a small church, by that church pastor, if I was in a big church in that the head pastor there. So wherever I would go, uh, after the healing of this, uh, of my hurts towards my father, I can be a go under any leadership, even in companies while I was working, being acknowledged by my by my by my bosses wherever I went in churches, being acknowledged by my superiors, and this didn't just happen coincidentally, but because my relationship with God is right, because He is reigning over me, then the very first step that automatically happens inside of me is that my relationship. With my father gets set right. And so if you have problems with your relationship to leaders, then ultimately what is going to be the common factor amongst you is that there is a that you are unable to submit under the leadership of your father or even maybe even your mother. And also, if you leave this, if you just tolerate this and compromise this, no matter where you go, whether it's a company or, or as a teacher in a school, whatever job you may have. When I went to school, right? I've never seen a kid who studied well without a good relationship with his teacher, right? Because I was like that. I never was, I never had a good relationship with my teacher. <laughs> So when I was in school, I never called teacher teacher. I always called them. Uh, this is a hard word to translate. But anyways, because I was not good at studying, I could not be close to a teacher, right? And because I wasn't close to teachers, I couldn't study well. And at that time, my father had lots of money, and so. And so I was tutored by all the teachers of the school, not not by t- private tutors, but by the teachers themselves. Even though they were teachers who were at a very prestigious school, that means they were being paid very much. But it's because my father had lots of money that they, they tutored me. And yet, I was not close to any of them. The reason was because of my hurts towards my father, right? I didn't know at that time. And this was before I believed in Jesus Christ. And even then, I could not submit to leadership. You need to get healed of this, right? The re- you only obey me. You don't obey anyone else. That's the problem, right? And this is something that if you want to be blessed in your life, um, that you need to be able to enter into any leadership and from that leader be acknowledged by that leader. This is proof that you have a right relationship with God. 
Now, of course, if you have a right relationship with people without right relationship with God, that is possible, but that has no meaning, right? It has no meaning. But what I want to talk about is, is that I have a right relationship with God, but not right relationship with leaders. That means that's something that you need to examine. There's some of you like this. That there's some people who like, you know, there's no real particular reason, but for some reason, the leader doesn't acknowledge you, right? The leader doesn't want to acknowledge you, right? Like, even though you didn't do anything wrong, it's because of these hurts and wounds. And then there's some people who, they don't even do anything well, but they're acknowledged well. And this is a very spiritual thing. It's a very spiritual thing. And so Joseph, Joseph had this right relationship with his father. And because he had this right relationship with his father, in every circumstance, what can we see? Look at Joseph. Does he ever get hurt? Right, look at even when his brother sold him into slavery, he was never hurt, he never was offended. And so his relationship, his relationship, because his relationship with his father is this relationship of dominion, that he is naturally able to be there, even when he's sold into slavery. Look at that. Does he resist? Does he rebel? That no, I cannot go here. No. He doesn't resist. He just welcomes God's reign and he is not offended and even in Potiphar's house right when he is when he is um, seduced by his wife and then accused does he does he try to defend himself does he try to uh, express how unfair it is no he just he has no will or strength to fight and so he never takes offense he never gets hurt, right? And so why do you choose your hurts? Why do you choose offense? Because you have this root offense, whether it's to your father, mostly to your father. And honestly, other hurts, other wounds are easy to heal. And, but, but this hurt towards your father, this is something that's really hard. Uh, your, your hurts towards your parents, this is something that's really hard. Because many times it begins when you were in your mother's womb. And so look at verse 3. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he was the son of his old age. So he received the full love of his father. And what can we see here then? Now, of course, we all love our, all of our children, right? And yet, this is about relationship with God. God chooses us in this way. He loves us in a special way like this. And so, if you are unable to receive this love, it's because you have this limitation to your father. You keep judging your father. All of these judgments, all of these condemnations that, oh, your father was this, your father was that, your father was like this. And then, let's say your father really was wicked, right? He was a drunkard. He was he was abusive. Whatever. Then then though that binding gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And so these people, 
it's very difficult for them to resist sin. They have a very weak spiritual immune system because it's hard for them to receive the love of the Father. And so listen carefully. We need to deal with this tonight because I don't want to talk about Father's hurts any longer. We need to be illuminated by the Holy Spirit. It's not, oh, you have to think about what your father, how your father offended you. No, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you. The Holy Spirit will reveal to you and he will show you and you need to be able to throw that up to God as the Holy Spirit leads you. The reason why these hurts are still there, the reason why you are not healed is because you are not living by the Holy Spirit. If you live by the Holy Spirit, he is someone who brings God's goodness to you. He does not allow anything that resists God's goodness to remain in you. And so we need to receive that goodness because he cannot resist. He cannot resist. He cannot stand letting you stay in that darkness, right? So he's always shining God's light upon you. Always shining God's goodness upon you. And so anything that goes against that, he, 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 he works to bring it back. Right? Look, look, it says rest on the Sabbath day, but the Father works on the Sabbath. Why? Because that goodness is broken. Because that goodness is broken, He works even on the Sabbath. As Jesus said, that for my Father works, so does the Son of Man work. Right? So this is about your relationship with the Father, your relationship with the Father. He does not let that goodness be broken in you. And that's what you need to trust. And so look here. This is the biggest reason why Joseph had this right relationship is because he received this love. It's not that he was hurt and was healed of his hurts. No, he never chose those hurts. He never chose to be offended, whether it was to Potiphar or when he was thrown in jail. He never chose offense. How is this possible? possible spiritually speaking because he has no hurts towards his father he does not choose those hurts and so as I said earlier spiritual immunity he has a strong spiritual immune system and so even when Potiphar's wife tries to seduce him he doesn't fall into that sin why because he has that strength that immunity to against sin and so tonight God wants to focus on these hurts. And so look, you are not offended because your father is wicked. No, some people, even your father is very good and yet you have this offense, you have these hurts. And so ultimately, we need to be able to repent of our choice, of our choice that we have chosen to receive this hurts, right? Your hurts towards your mother, you chose to receive this. And so if you have these hurts towards your mother, then you're always going to fall to uh, Jezebel. So when you have hurts towards mother, you're very weak to Jezebel. And so if she's strong in Jezebel, what that means is that you have Jezebel also. And so it's hard for you to seek God for what you need. You try to solve it on your own. But if you have hurts towards your father, fundamentally you resist love. God gives love, mother provides what you need. God has both, right? This father's love and the mother's love. Right? God gives you love and he gives you what you need. 
And so if one side is fallen, then, then it's hard. You need to receive both love and your needs from God. And so, so remember, as I said, living in Christian life is simple. Living with God is so simple. All you have to do is what? Is ask and receive. Ask and receive. It's so simple. Let's continue. Okay, let's continue. And then the second thing. Receiving acknowledgement from the leadership of the Father. Of course, it's because of the love, but also it's because Joseph never received the hurts. It's not that Jacob loved Joseph so much from the beginning. Don't think that way. As I said earlier, no matter how good your father may be, many sons choose to be hurt, right? Because of the worldly standard, because you have this self-ego, right? You start to judge your father. And so no matter how good your father may be, you can be, you can receive these hurts. But Joseph chose to receive that grace. Now, of course, that is grace of God. And the secondly thing, what we want to see in uh, chapter 37 regarding Joseph's life is in verse 6 that he has dreamed from God. This is another thing that's really important. And this is an important science proof that he is not hurt towards the world. It's not my dreams, but God's dream. And so when we talk about dreams, what else do we need to talk about? We need to talk about faith. That Joseph received the dream of God in faith. Those who have faith in God will receive dreams from God. And so if you have hope, you will have faith. If you have faith, you have love. Right? Faith, hope, and love cannot be separate. They are one. And so if you do not have hope, you do not have faith. If you do not have faith, you do not have love. You cannot say that, oh, I have hope, but I do not have faith. No, that's not possible. You cannot say, I have love, but I don't have faith. No. Right? Uh, Hope, faith, and love of this, which love is the greatest. What does that mean? That means in love has both faith and hope. And so he has the dream of God. And what that means is that he has faith in God. And so that faith, as he lived his life, he was able to continue to receive God's scenario for his life, a spiritual life. And so it's because we do not have faith. Even though we're in church, even though we believe in Jesus Christ, we do not have hope because, because we're constantly falling, 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 and we, because we, and we lack this relationship with God. And so you're unable to receive this scenario of God for your life. And so it's because you know the result of Joseph's life that that you think that this is easy. But honestly, let's think about this. How difficult would this be? At 17, at 17, sold into slavery. And from 17 until 30, until 30 years of age, his life is suffering. Even though he has done nothing wrong, right? He has done nothing wrong. And yet, for what? 23 years. For 23 years, his life is torture his life is suffering how easy it would have been to fall into despair right Uh, 13 years sorry not 23 years I'm very bad at math (laughs) 13 years during these 13 years never once does he turn away from God never once does he lose hope in God Never once resisting, saying that this is unfair, this is unfair. No. 
Joseph, Joseph, who does he resemble? He resembles his grandfather, Isaac. That right, Isaac, right, even though he was put on the altar, doesn't resist, doesn't fight. And so, you know, what is resistance? Resistance is like this. It's like quicksand. The more you struggle, the more deeper you sink into that sand, right? And so because we have faith, because I have faith in God, I receive his scenario and I do not get stuck in that quicksand. Because I do not have my strength, I just follow after God. Because I do not try to defend myself, I do not try to advocate for myself. That faith is more than enough to support me up, more than enough to set me up. So do you know why you fall into despair? It's because more than your strength, the, 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 the circumstances, the strength of the suffering is greater. That's why you fall into despair. But that despair isn't a lack of power. It's not a lack of strength. It's actually the opposite. You have too much of your own strength. And so don't think of Joseph as amazing. No, Ultimately, this is fundamentally what a person who has faith would have. And so when we talk about vision, it's not just hope, but faith. Joseph was a man of faith. Because you lack this faith, many people are unable to receive the scenario that God has provided for their life. And so they try and struggle and struggle to, to, to create their own life, to, to bring to fruition their own dreams. But because Joseph believes, believes in God, he has hope in God. And whenever I meet with people, I see this, right? Right, they talk about their vision. They talk about their vision, but it's not God's vision for them. It's their own vision. God's vision, what will be clear, is that it goes hand in hand with faith and with love. It's not, oh, I can do this. Let's do this. Let's make this happen. No, it's faith in God. And if you truly receive God's vision in faith, then you will not be shaken. Look at Joseph's life. And because of that vision, he is never shaken. No matter what suffering may come, he has this vision of God, and so he never is shaken. He never goes to the left or to the right. He's always going straight towards that vision. And so look, Joseph, who doesn't even have the Holy Spirit dwelling within him. And of course, God is with him, so we could say that the Spirit was upon him. But that Spirit entered him. And yet, and yet, he doesn't resist. Because he doesn't resist, he is able to live as if he's filled with the Holy Spirit. And so the most important thing to Joseph's life is what is he's obedient. Look at verse 11. No, not verse 11. Verse 12. Verse 12. So his brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers pasturing the flock of Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. And so, where is Joseph living in right now? He's living in Hebron, right? So, Hebron to Shechem is more than 100 kilometers. And so, Joseph being sent to Shechem, 
means he has to go 100 kilometers, right? That's not a simple thing, right? And yet he doesn't say anything wrong. What does he say? He goes to Shechem. And yet when he goes to Shechem, what's the problem? Is his brothers aren't there. So he could have gone tattletale to his father. But no, he doesn't. He obeys until the very end. He goes where? He goes until the valley of verse 17. Uh, to Dothan, right? To Dothan. And so this obedience from the skin level, what does it seem like? It seems like it caused problems for Joseph. And yet, this obedience is Joseph receiving God's scenario. It's not, oh, I was unlucky. I ended up there and was sold into slavery. No. If you are filled with your own strength, you're filled with unbelief, and so you're unable to receive the scenario of God. But because Joseph, who doesn't have that strength, who doesn't have that resistance, no matter what happens, whether good or bad, he receives the scenario of God. Listen carefully, brothers. I talked about this when I was ta- preaching out of Second Corinthians. God is creator God. And he has this perfect scenario, like a movie script for our lives. It's not my life is not about me going where I want to go. No, my life is God has the scenario for our lives. And so what is our responsibility then? Is with our free will choose to believe that God has this scenario for us and we receive that. That's what I talked about in 2 Corinthians, right? And so look, look at Joseph's life. It's, it's God's scenario for his life and he's receiving it. Right, he's sold as a slave, and not just a slave anywhere, but where is he sold into? He's sold to a house of Potiphar. Right. Look at how amazing that is. God has established this scenario. Right. Look at look at what right, Jesus said to Peter. Jesus said to Peter that you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. And look, the rooster just happens to be there. How amazing is that? And then again, going back to Joseph, right? Potiphar gets sends Joseph to jail. Not just any jail, not just to any prison, but the dungeon of the king. And there, who does he meet? He meets the jailer and he is under the favor of the jailer. And so imagine, imagine if he was to resist Potiphar sending him to the dungeon. Then instead of going to the dungeon, he would have gone somewhere else, right? Who, who knows where? And so look at this. Look at, look at how much, how much your faith, your lack of faith, keeps you from receiving the scenario of God. You think that what's good to your eyes is the blessing of God, and that's why your life never unfolds, never truly flowers under God's scenario. And so, obedience, uh, this is the lack of will to resist. And so, in these end times, who is the Antichrist going to have his way with? It's those people who are filled with rebelliousness. And what is rebellion? Rebellion just, it doesn't say it directly, but ultimately what it's saying is, is curse be upon me, curse be upon me. That is what rebellion says. 
And these are all things that I've already talked about before. This is all talking about elementary. And so, so let's, let's deal with this elementary things today. Amen? Like God is creator God. He transcends space and time. And he, and he thinks so deeply of me that he has created this perfect scenario for me. And so does it make sense to turn away from this? No, right? Right, we call him creator God, then we should live by what he has planned for us, amen? And this isn't difficult. All you have to do is obey. Just obey. Be in his presence. And so look at, look at Joseph's life. In chapter 39, it says that he was prosperous. But what, what, what does this prosperous mean? Look at his life. 13 years he toiled and suffered. But what is prosperous in the Bible? It's talking about receiving God's scenario. That is what prosperous is. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that that you will never suffer in your life. That's not what prosperous is talking about. What is prosperousness talking about? It's receiving the scenario of God for your life. That is prosperity. And so as children of God, we all need to be prosperous in this way. But because of rebellion, because of hurts, because of immorality and the spirit of the world, we cannot receive the scenario of God. <laughs> so listen carefully Do not, I'm not trying to accuse you I'm not trying to make you feel guilty let us repent and walk with God Amen. this is not my will for you but what God wants from you and so for this reason God sent his son for this reason God sent his son to take that curse away from you and so so that you can live this way amen it's that curse no longer applies to you amen and so let us cast off this rebellion amen and so Joseph in his obedience was was sold into slavery by his brothers so Joseph gets sold to the Midianites, right? To 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 uh, Midianite traders. And you may think that Joseph, right? Joseph, you could think Joseph would um, feel aggrieved, right? Would feel as if. As if he was, um, as if he was screwed. I, I don't know better, higher language for that. But, but you know, as if he was screwed. But, but you don't see him act that way, do you? As he's being sold into slavery, he's not like saying that I'm not a slave. I'm not a slave. There's no resistance. This is the image of those who do not choose to be offended. So look at how easily offended we are. And when we are so easily offended, we cannot go down that scenario of God. And so even today, how much offense you have received, how much hurts you have received when someone resisted you, when someone didn't like you, when someone went against you, right? Look at how much hurts you choose and so can't even touch you, right? Because you're being offended by every little thing. So look at the person next to you, right? Can you touch them? Because they have so many hurts. They have so many hurts. Uh, 
사치신 분 이거 드시 마세요. 자, 가요. 자. 아, 뭐야? 왜? 뭐가 문제야? 왜 웃어? 그냥 주마 돈내 웃어? 자. 39장으로 우리가 가자. Then so let's move to chapter 39 because chapter 38 is talking about Judah. But let's look at Joseph's life. This is not going to take too much time. Do not worry. Okay, so let's look at this prosperity. Okay, verse 2 and 3. Look, already we're in chapter 39. How quickly is this going to go? And so if you, if you by your experience already judge that this, conf- that this uh, sermon is going to be a long time, then you cannot receive God's scenario. It's because of your fear. It's because of your fear that I preach a long time. And so when something happens wrong, it's your fault. When something's good, it's, my, my, it's because of me, right? No, no, I'm just kidding. But anyway, so, so verse 2 and 3. The Lord was with Joseph. So look at this. This is the important thing. That the Lord was with us. What is faith? Faith is evidence that God is with us. Right? In other words, what is this? Fullness of the Holy Spirit. The presence of God. So the most important thing is God's presence. God with us. That this state that is filled with the Holy Spirit that doesn't resist God. This is the most important thing. Whether it's the Old Testament, the New Testament, this is the common factor in all men of faith throughout the Bible. Right? What is it? It's fullness of the Holy Spirit. So, why is your life so bound? Why are you unable to receive God's best scenario? Why are you struggling and toiling in your life? It's because you are not filled with the Holy Spirit. Because it's about God being with us. God being with us. This is everything. This is prosperity. Meaning that I'm, what is prosperity? Being the state that can receive God's state, God's scenario. And what is that? That is fullness of the Holy Spirit. And that means that if you are fullness of the Holy Spirit, then you will go down God's best scenario. Amen? And so again, verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man. And so this is the principle of things, the principle of the Bible, that if God is with you, you will be successful, you will be prosperous. You do not need to work to be prosperous. All you need is what? Is to be with God. Amen? And wherever your life may go, whatever direction it may go, whoever you may meet, whatever suffering may come, whatever tribulation may come, if God is with you, then you are successful, you are prosperous. Amen? So you don't need to struggle to be prosperous. No, just be with God. How easy is that? As simple as that. Amen? This is so simple. Look at the Bible. The Bible. Look at the beautiful simplicity of the Bible. Right? Doesn't demand some things. Doesn't demand you to fast. Doesn't demand you to fast a certain amount of days. I'm not saying that you don't need to fast. It's just that God is not demanding this of you, right? That's what I'm saying. But look, faith in God is easy. And so as you live your life in faith, if you do not find, if you do not discover that it's easier and easier, then that is a big problem. That means that there's fleshliness getting stronger inside of you. Living with God is simplicity itself. It is happiness itself. So that's why every day we sing happy, right? That's what we sing because he's saying a, he's saying a worldly song. I sing a worldly song. <laughs> 
right? It's a good song, so sing it. <laughs> happy. I don't know the other words to that song, so <laughs> but happy. Anyways, it's so successful, right? The word, the, this word in in ESV is successful, but prosperous, right? Because God is with us. How much does that make that part of His character? That even though it's a masked Egyptian master who doesn't know God, he acknowledges this happiness. He acknowledges the successful. Then no matter what he does, oh, why is he always so successful? Because God is with him. And he's able to see that. Even though he doesn't believe in that same God. Because being with God is part of his character. And so that's why he's not hurt. That's why he doesn't take offense. And that and he never resists God's goodness. Look at Joseph's life. Is there any a time where he struggles? Is there any time where he resists? No. And so look, Joseph was a successful man. Successful man. Because God was with him, he's successful. And because God is with him, Joseph's reverence for God reaches a pinnacle. And so remember, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, because the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a spirit of reverence, your reverence will grow. As it says in Proverbs 1, Proverbs 1, 2, 3, somewhere there, that, that uh, fear of the Lord, reverence of the Lord is the source of all wisdom, right? And so because you revere God, you have this strong immunity towards wickedness. Why do you sin so easily? Because you do not revere God. Because you do not fear God. If you fear God, if you reach that pinnacle of that fear, even the smallest sin is not easy for you to do. Where can we see this? In verse 9. He is not greater in this house than I am. And as we see in verse 6, what does it say? He left all that he had in Joseph's charge because of him. He had no concern about anything but the food he ate. So look, he did not concern about anything but the food he ate. He gave everything to Joseph. Why? Because if God is with you, you will be sharp. You will be the sharpest tool in the shed. It's not because you work well, but rather because God is with him, God is with him. God makes Potiphar be pleased with everything Joseph does. Really, when I was at that big church, the very first thing that I would do was I would edit the sermon of the pastor before it went to publication in the newspaper. This was a very dangerous place to be. This was a place where the pastor would always get upset at whoever was responsible. And yet, never once was I scolded by the head pastor when I was in that place. Honestly, it wasn't I who was editing, it was my wife who was editing. But it's not because she was such a good editor that, that, that I was never scolded, but rather because God, God was with us. And so because I was under his leadership, he and God was with me, it's not because I did that work well, but rather he just acknowledges me because God is with me. 
Because Joseph was with God, it's not that he did work well, but rather God moved Potiphar's heart to be pleased with Joseph. Right? Love and hate has no reason, right? Right? They, right? If you love him and he he eats a lot, you're right. Oh wow, he eats so well. But if you hate him, wow, what a pig, right? Wow, what a pig just stuffing his face. Right? That's what happens. And so hate and love does not follow reason. It has no rationale. So no matter what Joseph does, it pleases Potiphar. Listen carefully, brothers. So no matter what you do, because he's acknowledged by his master, his life is going to be happy, right? And so that's what we see with Joseph, right? He, that he is happy even as a slave, as a servant. And so listen carefully. Listen carefully, okay? Okay. <laughs> And so Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. So see, look, no matter what he does, he is happy. Or he is pleasing his master. Can we say that oh he is he is objectively handsome? No, it's no that God is using him in this way, right? And so men of God, no matter what they do, we can see that God brings about excellence in them. It's not because they are so talented. Even if they are talented, right? Right. For look, look, in our church, even if you are talented, if God's not with you, you you do not enter into my consciousness. But but it's that ta- it's not about talent, but about God being with you. And so look, God was with him, and yet the devil tries to use this, right? Just as because God loved him, his brothers hated him. But again, the devil is trying to use this against him. And who does God the devil use? He uses the wife of Potiphar, right? Tries to seduce him. So this chance comes, right, when no one was in the house except for the them two. And so she tries to seduce him, right? Lie with me. Look at him. He was at the height of his passion, right? And yet, it's not just once or twice that she was trying to seduce him. Every day trying to seduce him. Would you be able to overcome that if it was you? Are you sure? But even in the midst of this constant seduction, Joseph never chooses sin. Why? Because as I said earlier, these hurts, these wounds, this faith in God, all of these things are, are, are culminating in this resistance, right? So look at verse 9. Right. Uh, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Right. He is a soul that is fearing God and can res- receive the scenario of God. 
And so this should be a blessing to him. But instead of being a blessing, what happens? He gets thrown into jail. How can you call this success? How can you call this prosperity? And yet, he is someone who can transform the curse into a blessing. Right? And so if you suffer as a result of your sin, there's nothing to say regarding this. But let's say that you're getting holy and holy and holy. Then what happens is that ultimately... It's that this kind of hardship is going to come. It's going to come even as you grow in holiness. Why? Because you receive God's scenario and receive God. You will not uh, define blessing based on what good things happen to you. No. Being with God in itself is blessing. And so there is no energy to resist. There is no energy to struggle. And so look here. Verse 20. And so Potiphar comes and Potiphar knows that his wife is lecherous. And yet, what does he say? And so he, t- Master took some and put, put him in the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. Look, if Joseph was to fall to this temptation, then he cannot receive God's scenario. But because of he follows God's scenario, he's going to the best, right? Which is still prison, but it's still God's best. So look at your own life. Are you in God's best? Or are you in plan B, plan C, plan D, plan E, plan F, plan G? Who knows, right? All the way to plan Z. I'm not telling you to despair. I'm telling you to repent. And so look, carefully. Joseph received the scenario of God in faith. And so whether it's suffering or or or, 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 or he can receive it. And why? Because he has no hurts. And so at the basic level, we have to have no hurts. No hurts. Because when we have hurts, we, it's impossible for us to receive the scenario of God. It's not because I know God's scenario beforehand. No, rather, I believe in God. And as I believe in God, I walk down that scenario, receiving his scenario. And so even if you do not know the fine detail of God's scenario, uh, what will you know if you're receiving God's scenario is that, ah, that it's finished. That God is leading me in the proper way. That you see that this time is coming. And so if you keep receiving it in faith, keep going down that path that God has set before you, then as time goes by, ah, ah, now I am going right. I'm going properly. And so, seeing that on this earth is glory, seeing that on this earth is glorification, is, is Sabbath rest, Sabbath. Because he he receives the scenario of God. Where does he end up? He ends up in the prison of the king's prison. And look at verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph. So as he received the scenario and he's victorious in faith, something gets added to him in his life. We see that. As he takes each step in faith, being victorious, his life isn't just bland. No, God is giving him more flavor, more flavor in his life. 
And so it's not just success, prosperity that God gives him, but what does God give him here? In verse 21, the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Look at this. It gets added, right? It gets added. Steadfast love. What is the steadfast love? Has said. To Joseph, what is uh, what is Hesed? Hesed is given to Israel after the wilderness, right? And yet, way before this entire process, Joseph experiences this Hesed. What is Hesed? Hesed is covenantal love, right? And yet, before this covenant is even given to Israel, this Hesed to Joseph. That I will pour out this grace and love like buckets of water being poured out upon you. So as you receive this scenario and go down that scenario step by step, God keeps adding. God keeps adding. And so it becomes easier for you to go down this way. But conversely, if you're disobedient to that scenario, resisting that scenario then because darkness gets stronger and stronger it becomes more and more difficult for you to go down the proper path and so God established this scenario then in faith you just need to follow but because you do not follow that path you keep strengthening your own strength you keep strengthening darkness in you and so look it's like this I cannot say this applies 100% to all but in faith in faith if you receive God's life you see the results of your life right where is the goal the goal is is Sabbath rest of faith Right. On the day before you die, you're going down that goal of glorification, right? That is God's goal for you. That is his predestination for you, right? Do you think God is just going to leave you on to your own devices? No, God has established this scenario for you, this path. He has a set path for you. And so if you are to go to Busan, then you should follow the road that goes to Busan, right? That's, that road is going to take you to Busan. It's the same thing. God has this scenario for your life, and so you just need to follow that road. But instead of following that road, you try to you think that oh, going this way is going to go faster, and so you you wander, you get lost, and so you end up instead of going straight to Busan, you go to Taejeon, you go to Chuncheong, you go to all these other places. You go to Pyeongtaek and then Mokpo before you go to Busan. Why do you live that way? Or maybe sometimes you go to Mokpo and instead of uh, going to Busan, you ride the boat and you try to take the ferry to Busan and that ferry sinks. Right? You understand what I'm trying to say, right? You need to be able to look at your life. See your life. Right? This is why God is giving you this word today. And so because this steadfast love gets added to him, this steadfast love, this what they, where does this how is it represented in Joseph's life? Favor comes from the keeper of the prison, the warden. 
And so what does that mean? Look at carefully what this means. Joseph feels the grace of God through everything that this warden does to him. That everything that the warden says to him is... <coughs> so imagine what, it's like this. <coughs> Excuse me. It's like this, right? The, the warden comes and Joseph has been hard these days. And he gives a piece of bread. And that receives, he sees grace. Conversely, the warden comes and says, Hey, stop sleeping. Stop sleeping. And then that even becomes grace. God is waking me up that I need to pray. Never chooses to be offense. Never chooses offense. Never chooses hurts. Receives grace in all things. It's not just what good is done to him that is grace. No, even, even when the warden beats him, even when the warden hits him, never chooses hurts. So how beautiful would his life be? Can you see this? Please be able to see. Sorry, I should have translated that one moment. Um. <laughs> so even in this suffering why was Joseph able to go down you need to be able to see why Joseph was able to go down this path of the scenario that God has set before and also you need to be able to see why you wonder why your life is so difficult it's because you have such resistance look at how amazing this life of Joseph is it's a life that is in harmony with God it is a symphony of God they're collaborating with God right this is the beauty of living with God amen and so let's continue let's move on to chapter 40 chapter 40 so he ends up in prison and in that prison he meets with this white with this uh, cupbearer and this baker and look nothing happens coincidentally when you live with God I went one day to go eat sushi and I'd sit there and I prayed and I said Lord provide hands that will provide this meal and the moment I turn up my I look up Deacon Hong, Deacon Hong entered into that same restaurant. And from his perspective, he may be like, wow, how unlucky of me to, to come to the same restaurant as Pastor Kim. No, but, or he could see, oh wow, today is a day of blessing. That as I provide for Pastor Kim, right, that, that, that this, that, that, that there's blessing. So, oh, because I serve Pastor like this, this is going to be a source of blessing. So this is all God's provision, right? Look at how amazingly he provides. And so look, even I went to this, this sushi house, right? And it's not even close by here. I went all day to warn me though. Why would why did he come here? 
It's because God is providing blessing not just for me but also for Deacon Home. This is wherever I go. Even if I pay, even if I end up paying, I always pray before the meal that Lord uh, provide a blessing, right? Provide a blessing. And the moment I open my eyes, Deacon Home walked in. So look, look, this is all God's provision. And so here again, he doesn't just meet with any random baker, random cupbearer, but people who dream. And who is the God of dreams? It's God, right? So he sent these dreams. So that's what you need to acknowledge, that it's not coincidence, but that whatever happens, it's all God's will. And so what does it say in Proverbs? To in all your ways acknowledge Him. In everything you do, acknowledge Him. And trust Him in all your things. It's because you treat things as coincidence that you cannot see God's hand. You cannot see God's provision. No matter how small, no matter how insignificant it may be, I acknowledge God's hand in everything. And this is natural, right? Because look, God says what? He says that even he counts the very hairs on your head. Then would anything happen to you coincidentally? Did you coincidentally get married? No. You did not coincidentally get married. It's all God's provision, God's hand. God is blessing you, providing glory for you. That's what you need to acknowledge. That's why it says to acknowledge Him in all that your ways, in all your ways. Trust in the Lord in all that you do, as it says in Proverbs. I believe it's 3, Proverbs 3, 7. But anyways, and so... Uh, the scenario of your life. In chapter 40, at this point, Joseph is, in, is probably at the state where he's realizing that, ah, now I'm going the proper way, right? He was sold by his brothers into slavery, went to Potiphar's house, and because of this wife, he, he, he suffered, and went to prison. And in that prison, he meets this 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 high official who dreams and through that high official he comes to meet with Pharaoh and that's not the pinnacle of his life the pinnacle of his life isn't meeting Pharaoh but meeting his brothers once again and seeing God bringing peace to his life so all this process he's able to see that scenario from starting this point and so wherever he went he did not choose to be offended right? he did not choose to be hurt he doesn't choose wickedness he doesn't choose evil and so for example let's say you're at my age right 60 or 70 years old as you look back in your life you should be able to see the scenario of God but now I'm looking back at my life and I see God is leading me down that path that he has established before me that nothing happened coincidentally that I didn't meet these pastors by coincidence asking me to do all these conferences asking me to do all these conferences it's not coincidence but God has established this Oh, 
요세 번이 이제 요 정상이 돼갖고 이제 And so soon the time is coming where jo- Joseph is going to meet with Pharaoh. And as he goes to that pinnacle, it's easier and easier for him to walk with God. Right? As we said earlier, God adds to him, adds to him as he goes higher to that pinnacle, as he reaches that pinnacle. Right? So first there was God was with him, showed him steadfast love. Later we will see understanding and wisdom. So if you are certain that you are children of God, then you need to be certain that nothing happens in your life coincidentally. At the very least, what you need to be able to see is that whether it's the best of God or not, that ah, because of hurts, ah, because of my rebellion, because of my resistance, that this happened. And, and so, for example, right, you met with this person because of your rebellion, because of your resistance, then you need to be able to repent of that and cut it off. Now, let's say that this person is your spouse. That's not something that you, you're not going to divorce them. But what does this mean? This means that you need to repent, right? Repent, repenting of these things. And so that's why I say, review your life every day. Review your life. If you review your life every day, then you'll see the plan for your God, the scenario of God, that God is leading you. Or you'll see where you have gone wrong. This is what it means to live with God. And because we live this life, that's why we say God is living God. It's not just living in busyness of life. No, then that God has nothing to do with your life. So if you are with God, look, this isn't from your effort that, oh, I'm going to try to do this, I'm going to make an effort to do this. No, if God is with you and you are with God, and this happens naturally because that's how God will lead you. He will show you, he will let you hear that, ah, this hurt of yours led you in this way and then he will heal you of those hurts. And so if you have hate, he'll talk to you about where that hate comes from, where that enmity comes from. This is the adjustment of God in your life. And so look, Joseph did not make any of this. God has made this. All Joseph did was receive it in faith and in his reverence of God. He receives his love and he followed God. That's all it is. So why do we call it grace? Because it's not me who makes it. That's what grace is. It's the gift of God. And so as we live, we just see that it's all God has done it. It's all been God's gift. And so, ah, truly, that life is grace. That's what you see. But if you have to keep fighting, keep struggling, keep making it yourself, then then that's a problem. So as you come to the end of your life, Right, you need to be able to see in your character, in your personality, in your lifestyle, in your livelihood that everything has God's hands in it. Amen. And so that's chapter 40. And so now let's move on to chapter 41. And so so, chapter 40, 21, he restored the chief cupbearer to his position and he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. 
And then verse 23, yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph but forgot him. How great would it be to remember Joseph and to help loosen Joseph, right? And yet he doesn't remember him. Why? Because the time is not there yet. What did God want? God didn't want him to be acknowledged by this cupbearer. Who did he want him to be acknowledged by? He wanted him to be acknowledged by Pharaoh, right? Imagine, let's say this cupbearer set Joseph free. Imagine if Joseph was to get angry that this chief cupbearer did not save him. Then he would only be a life that was acknowledged by this chief cupbearer. So look at how much your rebellion, how much your resistance, how much your offense, your unbelief, your worldly standard, and your immorality keeps you from receiving the goodness of God. Shaking you to keep you from receiving the goodness of God. But look, God purposely kept this chief cupbearer from remembering Joseph. So honestly, at this point, it's easy to be patient because he sees God's goodness. And so he waits, waits. So you need to be able to see your own life, see your own life. And so look in your own life. Does God want, God wants you to be acknowledged by the state governor, but all you know, all the, who acknowledges you is the city, city uh, counselor. Right, this is the tragedy of my life, he's making a joke, that I should be acknowledged by, by the church, by the saints in, in Apujong, but no, with you, no, no, this is a joke, right? No, that's not the case. If I was went to Apgujong already, I would probably already been chased away by pitchforks. Honestly, when I first established church, I was thinking of going to Apgujong. I thought that that's where I should go. That God does not should not send me to Xi'an, but He should send me to Kangnam. So I was planning going to Kangnam, but no matter how much I tried to go to Kangnam, I couldn't. So listen carefully, brothers. In, through today's sermon, you need to be able to see your life. What has kept you from walking down God's scenario? Is it your hurts? Is it your unbelief? What is it? And so look, in verse 40, you are not someone who's to be dealing with the chief cupbearer. It's not as if Joseph knew this right away. No, it's just Joseph was receiving God's scenario in faith every day. If it was me, I probably would have made a fuck ruckus saying, where is the chief cupbearer? Why isn't he helping me? But look at Joseph. He doesn't struggle. He waits and he receives God. And so he's going down the direct path that God has laid out before him. And so at 30 years old, what does he become? He becomes a prime minister over all Egypt. You may think that it took a long time, but think about it in the grand scheme of things. It's really early, right? At 30 years old, he's the prime minister of all Egypt. 
Right? I talk about my, my own testimony, right? I felt like I met with God very late in my life, at 29 years old. And yet at 42, in, in, just, in just 12 years, in just 12 years, I am the head, the head of Zoe Ministry, right? So it is God's direct path. God's direct path. And of course, there were times of great suffering, and yet it was all under God's goodness. So look, look. So finally, he comes to Pharaoh, Pharaoh dreams. And who gave this dream to Pharaoh, right? We know who it is, right? It's God. And so who can interpret a dream given by God? Right, in Egypt, there is already all these um, high priests of their various religions. And if he interpreted that dream, would that dream be true? Even Would that interpretation be true? Even if even if he interprets it true God will make it wrong and let's say that Joseph interprets that dream and it's incorrect or it, is it correct no it may be incorrect that's what, how I want to see it it's incorrect but God works according to Joseph's interpretation because Joseph spoke it that's why it comes to pass not because it was correct Really, really. And so what's important is who interprets, not the interpretation. This is very, um, this is a very um, controversial, in a, way, in a sense, um, suggestion. It's not about what is interpreted, but who interprets. And so this is how important it is to receive from God. A life that receives from God lives this way. That because he speaks, God acknowledges. But if he doesn't speak, God doesn't acknowledge. How amazing is that? And so who makes Pharaoh dream is God. And who interprets is God. And even this chief cupbearer remembering Joseph, who does that? God does it. That's what we need to acknowledge. Acknowledge him, trust in him in all your ways. Trust in him in all your ways. That there is no coincidence. Why, Deacon Chung, did you have, have an accident? Why did you have a car accident? Huh? Do you think that that was coincidence? It was the goodness of God? What goodness of God? Okay, at the very least, you should know that, right? Why? Why is that God goodness then? Okay, so verse 16 of 41. Joseph answered Pharaoh, it is not in me. God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. So again, he says it's not me, right? This isn't a simple answer. 
it's no matter what state he is, no matter where he is, he is able to lift God up. This goes beyond reverence. It goes to worship, right? And so, as he continually goes down this scenario of God, God keeps adding to him. God keeps adding to him. Look, before this king that is a Gentile and this king that, that serves other gods, it's not easy for him to say something like this. And yet, in Joseph's life, whether it's before Pharaoh or his brothers, whoever it is, the only thing he does is glorify God. As Paul says, whether I live or die, that Christ is glorified in me. Right? This is the spiritual principle. And this young man, who's not even 30 years old yet, what is characterized in him is this worship of God. What does this mean? The important thing here is that he does not have his own strength. Through all this suffering, he has his he doesn't have his own strength. And he has the wisdom to interpret those dreams. And so through that suffering. Originally, he was dreaming. He dreamed in the beginning of his life, right? And yet, he could not interpret it. But now, as he goes through the suffering, God keeps adding. And so, what is this? Wisdom. Wisdom to interpret dreams. And so, in Psalms, Psalms 105. Look at Psalms 105. What does it say in Psalms 105? Let's look. Psalms 105.17 He had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. And so Joseph was sold as a slave by his brothers, right? That's what this is describing in verse 18. His feet were hurt with feathers. His neck was put in a collar of iron. So not just a simply a slave. But to a certain point, his life was was in fetters, right? And this was God's road set before Joseph, right? And then verse 19 tells why this happened. Until what he had said came to pass, the word of Lord tested him. And so, as God leads our life, us going down that scenario, is that God's word is ready to answer. But until we get to that point, we have to suffer. It's God's testing. His word is testing. And so it's not suffering because of our sin, but suffering because of God's plan. Then this is glory, right? We all have to go down this suffering. Not suffering because of our sins, but suffering because of God's word. But if you have your own strength, if you have hurts, and you lack faith, then you cannot bear to go down this scenario. There are many of you like this who are unable to bear it because of your hurts, because of your wounds. You're unable to go down. And so look at how critical, critical of a danger is our hurts and wounds. So whatever strength that is outside of God, whatever it may be, is keeping you from going down God's plan, from receiving God's plan. 
And honestly, there are some of you that God doesn't let you go down His path, right? Because of the because it's impossible for you. And so, but continue. The word of the Lord tested him. And so this tested him. This tested him is the word dokimatsu, right? What is dokimatsu? Dokimatsu is the refining of silver, right? The refining of silver. That's what it, this refining is. Is this is this word test? And as we see earlier, that God made Joseph prosperous. And what is this prosperous? Is that he is someone who is refined, someone who is pure. And so, this is the same thing. This is the most important issue in our life as we go down uh, God's path set for us. In other words, this testing is is that on Joseph's back uh, was filled with Iron. And so Joseph, what does he become? He becomes the leader for uh, great hardship, right? The seven years of famine. And he becomes this leader that can that can uh, lead in that time of of famine. And so, remember, I also talked about our church. We are going through seven years of prosperity, right? And, and with what we gather during these seven years of prosperity, during that, that time, we're going to go into that seven years of famine. And you have dream of God, right? You have a dream of God. And you are going down this same path. It's not strengthening yourself. But as Joseph just went down the scenario of God, you too just go down the scenario of God, then what will happen is you'll continue to be refined. Refined. Right? And, and what does Paul say? That my weakness is my strength. That I find strength in my weakness. This is evidence of true faith. Evidence of growing faith. It's not you strengthening yourself. It's not uh, the potential of man. That's what we need to repent of. That is all Babylon. So going back to Genesis. Genesis chapter 41. And so look, if you do not receive in your life the things in your life in faith, then you think it's coincidence. So as I said earlier, he thought that he would be set free after the, the, the chief cupbearer, but the chief cupbearer forgot him. Then he would not, if you have this resistance, you would not be able to stand that. 
And so, the strength that tries to claim your own righteousness all the time, that you're right, this, 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 this right, that you're right, that it's unfair, that you are right, this is great danger, actually. Look at Joseph. He never has this kind of image. It's not about being right before man, but right before God. And so Joseph never feels unfair. But many of you, right, so you feel so unfair, so you hold, you, so you grab that person and you deal them with them until they acknowledge that you're right, right? How right can you be before God? As long as God acknowledges you, that's all that's important, right? And so if you are easily aggrieved, and if you feel unfair, then you always fall into despair. Right? Despair goes hand in hand with this sense of unfairness, right? They are best friends. Despair and unfairness. Right? Uh, what's a better word than unfairness? But anyways, uh, injustice, right? Injustice, right? You feel that it's unjust, unjust, unjust. And so, verse uh, 4, I don't, where does it say? Give me one moment, please. Okay, this proposal pleased Pharaoh, verse 37 of chapter 41. Look at This is craziness, right? A, a slave giving a proposal to the Pharaoh. And the Pharaoh being pleased by that proposal. How crazy is this? Look at what how important this is. It's about who speaks, not what is spoken. It's not just Pharaoh who's pleased, but all the advisors are receiving what Pharaoh receives. This is success. This is proposal. It's not about what you say. It's about who says it. Okay, that's what's important. Amen? How amazing is this? This is what you need to see. This is what you need to be able to see. Okay? Now this makes clear how you are to live. And so, high schoolers, listen carefully. If you live with faith like Joseph at 17, then at 33, you will be prime minister. Prime minister. But as I see none of you saying amen, none of you seem um, happy about this. And so look at verse 37. The proposal pleased Pharaoh. And because God works, 
They know why. So it's because God, God brings this, right? God makes this please Pharaoh. And so it's not because Joseph is special, but because he was with God. And because he was with God, God's prosperity is being shown here. And so if you're a child of God, God has only one goal in your life, which is what is His prosperity. That's the faith you need to have. And this is not prosperity, gospel prosperity. You know what I'm talking about, right? Who, who is the first baby to be born this year? Okay, uh, verse 43, or chapter 43. And now in chapter 43, it's like uh, Benjamin is going to be taken from Isaac or from Jacob. Right. Uh, but remember, this is not because Joseph is offended or has these, this, this, this grudge to, to, to repay to his brothers that he does this. No, it's just part of his strategy of getting them to realize, right? So remember, Jacob is now about to enter into glory here when he gives up Benjamin. Look at Jacob. Jacob was a man who had to take everything for himself. And yet what we do see in his life, we see in his life that everything gets taken from him. But as everything gets taken from him, so look, he knew that God's blessing was on him. And so he saw God's God's uh, purpose for him. But because of this envy, because of this um, um, covetousness, he, he, instead of going down the direct line that God has for him, he keeps going round and round and round and round. And so he loses everything. And as he loses, when he realizes this, he gives up. And when he gives up, he receives God's glory. And so look, Jacob, look at Jacob's life. Jacob's life is the opposite of Joseph. We have to let go of all of these things. Let go of our methods. Let go of our knowledge. Let go of our understanding. Let go of our strength. God is just. He is fair, right? And so look, he takes everything for himself and he, everything gets taken from him. And so Lord, take everything from us. Take everything from us. Take everything from Yoban Church and give it to me. <laughs> but anyways, and we need to let God take everything. That is glory. Amen? And so lastly, chapter 45. Did I really preach that long? Wow, it's already 11.30? Oh, how can this be? <laughs> how can this be? Okay, chapter 45. What does he say? Verse 5. Finally, he restores his relationship with his brothers, right? And now, um, do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. And so look, Joseph has no hurts towards his brothers. It's not that he was healed as he lived his life. No. He never chooses to be offended. How is this possible? Right, well, I talked about the secret already. Right? He doesn't choose to be offended. And so when I talk about you having to review your life every day, there are many aspects to that. 
But, but what you need to see is how often you choose to be offended by such insignificant things throughout your daily life. How easily you get offended, how easily you choose hurts. And it's not because of what that person said to you. No, you chose that offense. That when your wife says something, you choose to be offended. Right, my wife said to me that, oh, I'm tired, so, you know, eat whatever is there in the refrigerator. And then you'd be like, how dare she? How can she not love me? Right, choosing to be offended. Choosing, that's just choosing offense, choosing offense. No matter what they say, some few are like this, yes? Just choosing offense, no matter what, finding offense where there is none. And so look, verse 5, do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. So because he becomes prime minister, as he looks back in his life, he sees God's goodness in every aspect of his life. This is understanding. This is understanding. That he understands God. Finally, here, what do we see? In his suffering as his life, as he's walking down God's scenario, things get added, right? Reverence, faith, uh, um, steadfast love, wisdom, and now understanding. Understanding to see everything of God. And so no matter what happens, he never chooses darkness because he has this understanding. He doesn't choose darkness because he knows God's goodness. And so in other words, in our terminology, he knows God's dominion. Not the dominion of the world, but God's dominion. He sees why this famine comes. He sees why all of this happens. Because as he lived in obedience step by step, he's seeing and he's able to uh, see all of this. understand all this that ah God sold me into slavery through this process gave me this victory right how amazing is this understanding and then so lastly let's look at chapter 50 and finally Jacob dies right and when he dies look at uh, verse 18 his brothers also came fell down before him and said behold we are your servant but look at verse 19 what does Joseph say do not fear for I am for am I in the place of God so because this understanding comes to Joseph he receives God's dominion sees that God is in control and so it's not his will it's not his methods 
But God will let all of this. And God has done all of these things because he sees this. He never lets his self-ego. He never lets himself uh, take the glory. But let's, let's, let's flip this on his head. If you keep using your thoughts, your strength, then what happens is you try to control. You try to move people. You think that you have to do something. And you end up doing this great wickedness. Especially people in leadership like me, a pastor like me. Instead of God leading you, it's as if I need to control you. I need to adjust you. I need to set you on the right path. And so after 25 years of pastor, I realize truly that ah, there's nothing for me to do. Apart from praying, there's nothing for me to do. And I'm starting to receive this understanding that uh, it's not out of my efforts. It's not about me raising my children how I want. So parents of our church, it's not your passion, you setting your children on the right path. It's because... It's because you have so few children that you think that you can do it, right? You can. You try to move their head, their two arms, their... No, you need to have more children, more children, more children so that you can submit to God. At the very least, six. At the very least, six children. That way you can't do anything about your children. You have to, you have to submit to God. And this is not simple. This is not uh, it's not a simple phrase. And so when Joseph was in this place, right? Right? He could he could get offended, right? How dare these guys sell me to slavery? But and yet we do not see that in him, right? He says, am I in the place of God? Verse 20. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. To bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. And so as for you, you meant evil, and yet it's good. And so from Joseph's perspective, you cannot say that it's good, right? It was evil to him. And yet what does he see? He sees the goodness of God. He sees how God led him. And so even though it may be thought as evil, it's, it may be thought of darkness, but it is not. It is light. Look at how great power, amazing power this is. And so in your thoughts, in your life, you define some things as darkness. You define some things as light. But this is all your thoughts, your standard. But look at Joseph's life. As Joseph's life is defined by God's goodness, there is no darkness. It's all light. All light. That is the freedom of glory, right? Everything is light. How amazing is that? Everyone in the world would define it as darkness. But because he understands in God's goodness, there is no darkness. It's all light. All light. Then how great is this life? And so, to some people, even though it's light, they choose it as darkness. Some people, is dark. Uh, no matter how dark it may be, they choose it as light. How amazing is this life? This is what's amazing. This is the key to your life. And so you should be able to see this. Yeah. 
At that time, you thought it was darkness, but as you receive God's goodness, as you see it in God's dominion, that ah, it was darkness that I chose. And at that moment, it, that darkness turns to light. And that person no longer gets bound. Oh, I don't have money. I don't know. It was such suffering because I had no money. But no, as it becomes light, you no longer are suffered because of money. And so even though it's the same suffering, if you respond in the flesh, it is it is unbearable. But when you respond in the spirit, it comes to you. Right, as I talked about Pastor Myung Woo Kim here, right, his leg is it's metal. And, and and if he lives in the flesh, it's suffering. But when he lives in the spirit, it's not suffering. Many of you are healed in this way. It should be darkness, it should be suffering, but you do not choose that darkness. That's what healing is. And so the most important thing in healing ministry from the perspective of the healer is they do not acknowledge darkness. They do not acknowledge darkness, no matter what it may be. It's always seeing at its light. This is amazing life, amen. That's what we need to be, amen. And so in verse 21, so do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them. And this is love. Can you not see that love? And so look, this Joseph, because God's goodness, his dominion is defining his life. Everything is in the scale of God. Where can we see this? In verse 25, then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. What does it mean, shall visit you? He, that, he sees that his, that his brothers are going to become slaves. He sees this prophetically. But don't look at this as a prophecy. It's not prophecy. No, because he understands God, and he receives God's understanding. He sees how the world moves, how the world functions. And that God will visit you. And when he does, and you are set free, and go to the land that God has promised you, take my bones with you. And so in Exodus, what does Moses do? Right, Moses takes Joseph's bones. And so in Shechem, we can see uh, that Joseph's bones are still buried there. And so that's how far his understanding goes. And so remember, I always say, I'm not a prophet, but in God's dominion, I can see his picture. It's the same thing right, with what's going on here. Joseph is not prophesying, but he understands God's goodness. And so he sees how this world moves. And so brothers, do you not long for this? Don't you long for this? And this is open to all children of God. God has provided all the things necessary to live this way. Now, the path is different. Your color is different. It's all different. And yet, ultimately, the goal is glory, right? Every. And so, it's not about what you do to some pastors, to others, work. It, it, that's not what's important. But whatever it is, it's going the best scenario of God following after him and that will lead you here amen 
Whatever you may do, it's just following after God. This is God's fair and just um, plan for all of His children. And so, what you do, what you have, none of that is important. It's just going, receiving God's best scenario in faith and cutting down all the things that go against that, that keep you from receiving. So, some of you may be like Joseph becoming a prime minister, but not all of you. You don't have to be a prime minister. At that time, God needed Joseph to be a prime minister. That's why he became prime minister. I don't have to be a pastor. I don't, that's not important to me. But God established me to be a pastor. And because I'm following after him, that's why I'm a pastor. And so when you follow after God's direction, like Joseph, you'll receive that glorification. Amen? Hallelujah. So let us pray. Brothers, as we pray today, let this word unravel, be loosened inside of you. And please um, deal with the hurts and wounds that go against this, especially brothers. Brothers, especially brothers. Brothers, you have this great faith, right? That you have no hurts. You have no wounds. You have this great faith. No, but don't let this faith deceive you, delude you. That even though you have these hurts, you say, I don't have hurts. No, brothers. Brothers, let us let the Holy Spirit touch you, touch you, and illuminate your bindings. Okay. Uh, light and darkness is not objective in your life. It is subjective. It is whether you choose it or not. Like Joseph. Amen. So no matter what, how evil it may be, the amazing power of God within you to change that wicked evil to good. Amen. And so have faith in that. Have faith. All you need is faith. Amen. That I am a child of God. And if you have that faith, then God will allow you to live that way. Amen. And so yes, Lord. It is time for our community to enter into glorification. And so touch us deeply, especially when it comes to hurts. Touch us deeply. Don't allow these hurts to remain. Let us see that with these hurts, we can never receive your best. And so let us receive that in faith. And when we receive that in faith, that we would see your direct path to glorification. So, Lord, while we're on this earth, that we would enter into this glorification without any of these hurts and wounds. Lord, help us. Help us, Lord. There's nothing we can do about this. All we, there's truly nothing that we can do. But what is clear, Lord, is that as we walk step by step in faith, that, Lord, you will continually pour out this new things, new things to us, adding to us, love, uh, wisdom, understanding, all of these things will be poured out upon us like buckets of water, like waterfall being poured out upon us. And so, Lord, Lord, we believe that you will lead us to glory. And so we fall after you. And so it's really important to receive interpretation. So ministers, interp- uh, go out, minister, minister. 
Be loosened today. Be loosened today. Be loosened. Those who need to repent deeply, repent deeply. Help us to repent of our unbelief. Help us to repent of our hurts and wounds. That Lord, this spirit that makes me feel unjust, that makes me feel that I need to defend myself, Lord, in repentance may it be completely wiped clean. That we would not feel that it's unjust, but that we would be able to enter into your goodness and that our personality, our character would be defined by your faith, by faith in you. That Lord, may this faith of Joseph be imparted upon us. Pray in spirit. Lord, more anointing, Lord. May your Holy Spirit lead us today. That, Lord, that everyone in Yaban Church would receive your prosperity. Let us prosper in you, Lord. That if God is with us, we are prosperous. Yes, Lord, your scenario, your best scenario. May we be souls that can receive your best scenario. Yes, Lord, touch us. May our community enter into your leadership, be under your leadership, that wherever we go, that we will be acknowledged by our leaders, that kind of blessed being. Especially, Lord, if we have hurts towards our father, towards our mother, may the Holy Spirit illuminate that, that they would loosen those things, loosen those things. Living God, work amongst us. More, Lord, pour out more, Lord. Oh, Lord, anoint this place. them, Lord. More, Lord. All of the rejection inside of us, all the sense of loss inside of us, all the spirit of the world within us, all of these things, may they flee with a great shout. May our eyes be open to see our lives according to your wisdom. Lord, that is not difficult. All we have to do is believe in you, to be with you, and be in your presence that we would see all of these things. Help us to experience all of this. More, Lord. More, Lord. Open it up, Lord. More, Lord, come upon this place. And in our lives that we would not choose to be offended, that nothing would be true, that we would not choose despair, that we would not choose despair or dismay, that, Lord, we would be completely divorced from despair and dismay tonight. Lord, come upon this place. Come upon this place. That we would truly be men of faith, that we would reject rejection, that we would reject abandonment, that we would be able to receive all of these things in faith and see your path that as we walk down your path that your prosperity that your success would characterize us bless us Lord tonight bless us Lord and above all else Lord seeing that no matter what goodness or evil may come our way that ultimately your path leads us to glory your path leads us to glory and when we see this in faith that our life our life itself would be able to See that understanding. See, I understand you, Lord. Yes, Lord, be present in this place. 
Hallelujah. Be present in this place. Touch even more deeply. Holy Spirit, reveal. Reveal to us. Reveal to us. May we enter deep into your presence that we will be able to pray according to the leading of the Holy Spirit as we pray. May our hurts surface. May our offense surface. Holy Spirit, reveal, reveal, reveal those things. Reveal those things that we may be blessed tonight to repent of these things. That we will be set free of these things. More, Lord. More, Lord. More anointing, God. May enter into his powerful presence. More anointing, God. Spirit, touch them. Touch them, Lord. From 17 years old, holding on to that dream, entering into the leadership of his father, like Joseph, may that vision, may that leadership, may that faith lead us, lead us, lead us to your perfection, lead us to your glory. more powerfully oh God Lord we proclaim leadership of the father upon this place the leadership of the father that as it enters may that may all the unbelief all the hurts that resist that leadership be wiped clean tonight Lord be wiped clean tonight be present upon this place all the strength that rebels against that leadership may it be wiped clean tonight may it be activated may this spirit of repentance come upon this place that we will repent deeply of all of these hurts and wounds Trust in the Lord in all that you do and everything that you do. Acknowledge him. Yes, Lord, help us to receive this in faith. That all things that come to our lives, good and bad, is in your hands, Lord. Help us to receive all of those things. That ultimately, the, the basis of our life is that you are the one who is leading us, Lord. Touch us, Lord. Touch us, Lord. Yes, Lord, as our hearts and our wounds are being loosened, that we would be obedient, that we would fall into this leadership and that we would see this best scenario of you this best scenario that you have provided for us that we'll be able to follow that follow that to perfection that we will be able to lift up perfect prayer perfect worship more lord pour it out lord may wisdom be loosened may understanding be loosened unleashed upon this place that we would have powerful strength to follow after you lord that we would revere you that we would have this, to see the goodness that reigns over us that has dominion over us that we would be able to respond to that goodness this goodness that covers over all darkness that overcomes over all darkness yes lord may all the darkness be completely be completely enveloped in your goodness more lord more lord come upon this place that our prayer would go to a new dimension that our prayer would truly be able to come up to you Lord in your goodness that changes all darkness to good that changes all wickedness to goodness yes Lord come upon this place come upon this place pour it out Lord 
Lord. May our hearts be refreshed, refreshed, cleanse us, cleanse us, that we would have a time of refreshing, that we would be refreshed. More, Lord. Lord, our entire community is entering to glorification. Lead us, Lord. Lead us, Lord. That no strength of the world, no ideology of the world would, would, would uphold it, would, would, would lead us astray. More, Lord. More, Lord. May your reverence come over us. May fear come over us that we would not choose sin, that we would not go against your will. More, Lord, more, Lord, overflow, Lord. Hallelujah. Come upon this place even more, Lord. More, Lord, more, Lord. More deeply, Lord, more deeply. Lord, help us to pray the way you want us to pray. That we would be able to speak in multiple tongues. That, Lord, as children of the King, that we would be loosened, loosened, loosened. That all darkness would be loosened tonight, Lord. May all of our hurts be loosened. May we be characterized by forgiveness. That we cannot hate. That we cannot detest. That the wisdom and understanding of God, the goodness would cover over us. That whoever it may be, that Lord your grace of forgiveness would cover over us whoever it may be my parents my brothers my friends whoever it may be may all these hurts and wounds be loosened tonight be loosened tonight any sense of abandonment any sense of rejection be loosened be loosened tonight Lord more Lord more anointing God more pour it out Lord more powerfully more powerfully receive the illumination of the Holy Spirit oh Holy Spirit come upon this place we welcome you Lord may our spirits be loosened tonight Lord oh hallelujah Amen. Especially tonight, you truly need to forgive those that need to be forgiven. In my ears, I hear too much hate. It may be a person, it may be money, it may be some object, but whatever it may be, forgive tonight. Let that grace of forgiveness overflow tonight. If you do not forgive, it's a big trouble. We need to forgive. And there's some of you who don't even realize that you are hating someone. I, I'm interpreting someone that someone who has been raped. These things that that are hard to speak of, right? You may think you may think that oh, isn't it natural for me to hate that person? No, even that, even that, we need to forgive. So sprinkle the precious blood of Christ. And at, we need God's light, but even if it's not there, even if He doesn't reveal, just 
sprinkle the blood of Christ that I forgive. I forgive. If it's my parent, my parents, whoever it may be, that I sprinkle the blood of Christ. Because we need to be free from all hate, from all despair. Because if you have hurts, you cannot walk down the path that God has set before you. If you have that hurt, you cannot live this path. If you go down step by step according to the scenario of God, you would have that evidence, that evidence of God adding to you wisdom, understanding, power, authority, this grace that can understand all things. It needs to be adding, adding, adding to you that your heart is becoming a well-watered garden. If that is not the case, then at the very least, acknowledge that that I am not going down the scenario that God has set. Whatever it may be, whatever the reason may be, whether it's hurts, uh, unbelief, whatever it may be, rejection, abandonment, whatever it may be, we need to deal with this. And so... I look at your faces and you are all so heavy. No, that's not the case. Right now is is this sermon. This sermon today is basics of Christianity. And honestly, this is not something this is not the first time I'm preaching this. That's not once or twice. And, and, and that means that we have not listened to this sermon. That's something that we need to repent of. Right? If we are under God's dominion, then hurts and wounds, these are all things that we need to deal with, that would have been dealt with, God would have dealt with. And yet many of you are looking at me as if you are hearing this for the first time. So Lord, forgive us for not listening to your word and work in us, that in each and every single one of us, that Lord, you would illuminate these hurts that when our spirits are closed, we are bound, we are still unable to see. Lord, may this be the time that they are opened up. And those who are opened up, may darkness be revealed. May this be a blessed time of revealing these hurts and wounds that we will be set free from all of these things tonight. And so turn off all the lights. Holy Spirit, work in this place. Work in this place. And so ministers, minister tonight. Lord, pour out your anointing at this time. Grant us grace, Lord. And may your grace cover over us that every church member in Yoban Church would enter into your prosperity, enter into your success. That yes, Lord, this is the purpose that God has given to his saints is prosperity. Let this time be a time of prosperity. That your best scenario, all the things that resist it, the rejection, the abandonment, the hurts, the wounds, the immorality, the spirit of the world all of these things lord open up our eyes that we would see how these things resist your goodness and so lord regarding these things how i have used my strength how i have tried to develop myself to overcome these things that lord that lord i would see that this was all the deception of the devil the deception of this world saying that i can do this saying that i am the one who has to solve this but no lord help me to feel aggrieved by this and re- and fight against the devil living God be present in this place spirit of the living God touch us deeply tonight touch us deeply tonight be present in this place Lord pour it out Lord yes Lord pour it out Lord may it be revealed may it be surfaced tonight more Lord may it be renewed tonight be present in this place Lord 
Yes, Lord, tonight, all the darkness be completely removed, that our entire personality, our entire being would be renewed, that we would be more and more like Christ. May we be renewed. May we truly experience true freedom tonight, Lord. Be present in this place. May wisdom come alive. May understanding come alive. Amen. May knowledge come upon us, Lord. May all of your goodness, may the reign, dominion of your goodness cover over us. May it be a holy night tonight. That all we have to do is not resist God. As long as we do not resist God, God will lead us to glory. That whatever that path may go down, whatever the results of that, or whatever the process of that life, the result is glory. Yes, Lord, may that glory, that glory be seen tonight. That even, that we are not going wandering in 40 years in the wilderness, but straight in the direct line to that glorification, Lord. That we would spend more time in that glory to lift up worship to you, to lift up glory to you. Yes, Lord, purify us. Give us this nobility. Let this nobility be revealed in us, Lord. Yes, Lord. 